Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay today. Talking sports with friends. Bella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports, so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every band. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall racer. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. And yes, we got some football to talk with y'all. like always, check out RayandTayToday.com. I can't help but remember when Randall Cunningham was on the show. He's like, all right, Ray. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. Speaking of Randall Cunningham, it's the perfect segue, Ray. We got to start. And we're going to get to the standings and get the playoff picture. But, Ray, we got to start with some tonight football. That was, Do we have to? I, I know your heart is a little hurt. I think your season's probably over. That was dominating. And Alshon Jeffrey, you know, he was questionable. And he definitely showed up. Torrey Smith, uh, Jai, Blunt, Clement. I mean, the whole whole crew. What do you – what do the Cowboys do? Because when I see Alfred Morris get the 91 yards, Ray, if that was Zeke, it would have been like 120 and a touchdown. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the difference. Like, you know, so is it just over? For the Cowboys, and are the Eagles the best team in the NFL? The Eagles right now are the best team in the NFL, but still, I don't know that I trust Carson Wentz and an inexperienced Eagles team to go very deep in the playoffs. But right now, they're playing as well as anybody, or better. Their offensive line is creating hold. They have a three-headed running back monster. They have a defensive line that puts pressure on you. They have cornerbacks that are underrated and getting better. They have a quarterback that plays like an eighth-year veteran. So, yes, good, absolutely. Right. They have really no weaknesses. The only weakness right now that you could argue that they have, they don't have – and Gruden mentioned this during the game – they don't have explosiveness out of the backfield pass catcher like the Darren Sproles, and they don't have experience. But other than that – these guys are the real deal, and, and this is with Jason Peters going down. This is with bringing in a Jai midseason. They look fine. They look great. If, if you're a Philly fan right now, you're happy. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. And what's fascinating is that <clears throat> what you mentioned about Wentz's experience, you know, in a game where he might not play his best, they still win 37-9, to and – What's fascinating is who do they have to face, you know, because it might just be in terms of experience, his only real battle might be against Drew Brees. Let's look at the seeding right now. We'll start with the NFC. Eagles are one. you got the Vikings, two. We'll talk about that. They took care of the Rams. The Saints, they're eight and two like the Vikings, three seed. <clears throat> the Los Angeles Rams, you don't have to apologize being the fourth seed at seven and three. And then you have the Carolina Panthers, the five seed, and then the Seahawks, the six seed, with the caveat, Ray, that tonight, if the Falcons beat the Seahawks, they jump up ahead of the Lions and tie the Seahawks, who are six and three. They're all three would be six and four, and then the Falcons would get that six seed. How, 
and we'll get to AFC, but how big, <clears throat> let's pick it right now, but how big is this Falcons-Seahawks game tonight with no Sherman, and I think they're saying no Cam Chancellor. Is that right? I don't know about Cam. I thought it was a game-time decision, um, okay. but he's gonna, I thought he was going to play. But this is huge because of Carolina and the Rams and the Saints. So both of these teams, unfortunately, are in the wrong division, and the NFC South and the NFC West are both pretty darn good, So, or at least have some good teams right ahead of them. So these teams look like they're both, especially um, if they lose. The loser of this team, of this game, is definitely not going to win the division, right? So it looks like you're you're looking at well, I guess Seattle if they lose, they're only they're only a game behind uh, the Rams. But certainly if Atlanta loses at five and five, you got to be, believe that being behind both the seven and three Carolina Panthers and the eight and two Saints, they have no chance. So it's a huge game, especially for Atlanta. Atlanta can't afford. They to would have to run the table after that, basically. Yeah, Seattle could afford to lose it. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. You know, I think the NFC. <clears throat> Look, and we'll get to the Thursday games, but talk about tonight. Um, I I want to pick the Falcons, but I don't know if they're going to force feed Julio like they need to. Um, Devontae Freeman's got the concussion, and it's still, even though the Redskins did it, it's still very hard to win in Seattle with so much on the line. I just got to believe Pete Carroll's going to find a way so, unfortunately, I'm going to take the Seahawks 26-24, a clutch field goal at the end to win. I just think Russell Wilson, he will do enough running around in hip-hop to get it done, Ray. You know what? I tend to agree. The only scenario that I can see is I'm not sure that Seattle could compete in a shootout. So if the Rams are able to score 30 – sorry, the Falcons are able to score. Matt Ryan's able to engineer 30, 33, 35 points. I don't think a rough season, Russell right? Wilson has enough guns in the holster. So I'll say that uh, also Seattle wins a low-scoring game. But if it's a high-scoring game, I think the Falcons would win that. Okay. You're right. So we'll get to the AFC real quick. Uh, Broncos, I don't know what this is going to mean, but they fired, you know, Mike McCoy, the OC, who used to be there. Um, I don't think he's the problem, but we're not in the building and they're hiring, you know, got Bill Musgrave coming up to be the OC. The Broncos season is done. They're a mess. The AFC, Steelers, number one, eight and two, you know, they win the tiebreaker Patriots or two. The Jaguars that people don't give enough love to at seven and three with an impressive win, even though it was at Cleveland. Ray, they just keep finding a way to the third seed. The Chiefs are the fourth seed and fading fast, six and four. The fifth seed, the Titans, you know, they they kind of are that type of team, six and four. The sixth seed, believe it or not, tied with the Ravens, but they are the sixth seed. The Buffalo Bills are five and five. The Ravens five and five. Um, and the Raiders are probably done, but they're only one game out of the, the sixth seed. Ray, did Sean McDermott and the probably the owner and GM below it by starting Nathan Peterman 
five interceptions in the first half, and then they go to Tyrod. Do they have to go back to Tyrod? And did they lose the locker room, more importantly, by even putting him out there and keeping him even in there to throw five interceptions, right? That was disgusting. What is Bill's no, mafia? I don't, I don't think – I don't think they lost the locker room. I mean, look, it was only a half of football, right? So if the guy's going to start, you know, it's, it's not game seven of the World Series or it's not the, you know, first quarter of the Super Bowl. If the guy's going to start, it's not outrageous to give him a half. Um, but I will say this, that the, the team doesn't like Tyrod Taylor. Like they need to just move on already because it, it's kind of ridiculous that, that you're, you know, kind of jerking this guy around. Um, either he's your quarterback. And he's playing well this year. <laughs> he is. Look, the, the the knock on him is is kind of an Alex Smith knock, right? Is that statistically he does fine, but he doesn't go downfield. He doesn't take chances. He checks down to his backs all the time. He takes these little five yard, you know, completions over the fifteen yarders. Now, Tyrod Taylor, we see that when he makes plays, can make plays very similar to Alex Smith. At five and four, they felt like if they could get to nine or ten wins, they get to the playoffs. The AFC is a mess. There's two and a half good teams, the two being Philadelphia, uh, sorry, Pittsburgh and New England, and the half a team is the Jacksonville defense. Defense. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a half a team. That's two and a half good teams in the AFC. So, you know, uh, at this point, you might as well look at five and five. You're right in the playoff mix, and, and I think – Tyrod Taylor gives you the better chance to win games. Now, Buffalo's point is he doesn't give you a chance to win Super Bowls, but you can't address that this year because Peterman's not the answer. So put Tyrod back in there, ride him out, and then next year make a change because this is just marriage just isn't working. But at least try to get nine wins, try to make the playoffs. You're totally right. But I have to throw five interceptions. I, I think at three interceptions, that would have been all my stomach could take. But let's get to Thursday night football. We, uh, Thursday, we got Turkey Day. We're going to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. And we got some sneaky good games, at least like you would say one and a half maybe good games. But the first one, the Vikings at the Lions, it's division rivals. It's playoff seating. It's, you know, the Lions need this. They're at home. The Vikings and Case Keenum come into town, you know, after beating the Rams looking good. Uh, Ray, I'm going to say – Keenum keeps it going because there's a little pressure on him named Teddy Bridgewater and Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and, and the crew and Latavius Murray. They're playing great and their defense is lights out. And because Stafford doesn't have a running game, they haven't had a hundred yard rusher in something crazy, like 61 games. That's absurd. Vikings win a, a tough battle. I'm going to say a little bit of points. It's Turkey day. 26-20, I'll take the Vikings. You know what? I think Detroit really has gone through an emotional roller coaster the last couple of years. Uh, ever since Megatron left, they kind of transformed themselves into a more balanced team. They still can't run the ball consistently, which is a problem, but Abdullah and Riddick can make some plays. Uh, you trade them both in for a, you know, a three-down back, but <laughs> – at the end of the day, I think Detroit's at home. They're fired up. They're fighting for those play that playoff spot in the NFC. Minnesota doesn't really need this game. They're starting to pull away already. So I think Detroit wins. I think Detroit wins. You know, they're going to shock people. I think they're going to hold that Minnesota team to 17 points. I think they'll win 26-17. 
I like that. Chargers at Cowboys. Ray, um, Tyron Smith might be back. Um, so you have the left tackle. Sean Lee still won't be back. I Hitchens think might be gone. Who? Oh, yeah, Higgins. Yeah, yeah. Defense. Yeah, I Ray, I think the Chargers have got a playoff run in them with that back half of the wild card for that six seed. They're only a game out. And that defense in Los Angeles is ferocious. I'm going to take the Chargers over the Cowboys. I'll say 24-20. I think Phillip Rivers and Gordon and Keenan Allen had a big day. They get it done. 24-20. Chargers get the win in Dallas. You know, if this game were in L.A., I would agree. But I think because it's in Dallas on the short week, Dallas was home this week and home next week. Uh, or this Thursday, yeah. uh, Dallas was embarrassed. Dallas was embarrassed on national TV, and I think that they have to settle into this life without Zeke, and they will. They'll find a way to beat the Chargers. Phillip Rivers <clears throat> is a tough hombre, but he is a bit of a gunslinger, and he can throw some interceptions. I think ultimately he will in the fourth quarter. I like the Cowboys here in a pretty close game. I'll say 26-23. A tough ombre, but not a bad ombre. <laughs> then we got the Giants at the skip. Uh, Ray, Giants, I guess they got a little pride maybe by beating the Chiefs. But right now, Kirk Cousins and the Redskins, even though they lost our guy, Chris Thompson, Samaj P. Ryan is emerging over 100 yards. Jordan Reed might play. I'll say this. I just think the Redskins at home – they're going to be too much for the Giants. I think they wind up winning this game. 23-17, Redskins still try to scrap to get a ball card. I agree with that. There's a reason the Giants are a two-win team. They're just not that good. That offensive line is not good. They don't have a running game. The defense is inconsistent. Eli doesn't have any real threats. Uh, although I do think this kid, Evan Ingram, uh, eventually, you know, uh, looks at the day Ingram. Today. What happened? He was killing he me. He didn't, family. but he's a rookie, right? But, but I think Ingram and Beckham, long-term, those are playmakers. Oh, he's yeah. Healthy. So, Giants, I think it's squashed, actually. I, I, I'll say the, the Redskins take out a lot of their frustrations and win 33-17. to 17. All right, real quick, college football. They'll be doing the top four in the college football playoff tomorrow. Alabama, Miami, Oklahoma, Clemson, Wisconsin is the AP's top five. I'll say this. I owe a big I'm sorry to the Wisconsin Badgers. I haven't believed in them. But, Ray, I'll say this. I believe in them enough now that my top four is Bama, Miami, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin ahead of Clemson. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I, I still have to see them play Ohio State or Penn, uh, Ohio State, I guess it is, in, in the uh, Big Ten Championship and actually play well. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to sit for disciplinary reasons for Oklahoma, so that might shake that up at the end of the week. Uh, but but remember, this is rivalry, right? Ohio State, Michigan used mm-hmm. to be a big deal. I mean, it's still a big deal, but it's not going to impact the national championship. We've got Auburn, Alabama, though. That's the game to watch because if Alabama – Alabama could even afford a loss, but if Alabama slips up a little bit, Auburn might get into the national championship picture, right? Could you imagine if they beat Georgia and Alabama? Uh, so keep an eye on that game. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame-Stanford's a really good game. We always uh, you know, have fond memories of that game. 
But uh, as for Wisconsin, I'm still TBD. The good thing, though, is that Miami has to play Clemson. So most likely, right, in the ACC championship. So oh, yeah, that's already signed. It'll be settled on the field. And if if the right teams lose, I still feel that Wisconsin has a top four playoff berth if they run the table. You can't be undefeated in the big 10 and not go to the national championship game when there will only be one or two at most two undefeated teams, right? Miami and Alabama, which either of them could lose, but there's only right. two undefeated teams. But if they teams, beat Ohio State, they earn it. You know what I mean? They beat Ohio State, they earn it, especially because Ohio State, even though they have a couple losses, at times are, is dominant. So your top four tomorrow, you would just keep it like it was? With Alabama, Miami, I think Oklahoma. it stays the same. Miami, you know, even though but Clemson was two them. last week, they would. I think they dropped down to four though. Well, Miami too. Miami looked shaky in the first half. They looked like they might lose. And yeah, no, back Virginia's, and, and, Virginia's got some talent. That was a tougher and did game. Their thing in the second half. Yeah. I don't mind keeping it the way it is. You could play a little bit of monkey, you know, uh, two, three. You could swap and four. Uh, <clears> but I, I don't. <throat> I don't think Wisconsin jumps in there. And UCLA fired their coach. What type of coach do you think they might bring in there? What, what did Bo Schembechler said? I want a Michigan guy. So maybe <laughs> they want a Los Angeles guy or a California guy. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they were just on the verge of kind of reclaiming L.A. from USC, and now they're right back to who's going to get in there and get in the recruiting wars and, and take that team nationally and try to, you know, try to fight with USC and, and fight in the, you know, big uh, Pac-12 Pac South. Um, I don't know. I think they, they, they tried the pro guy in Jim Mora. Uh, maybe they need to stick to the college guy, the guy who is, you know, a big-time recruiter, especially in the, in the South and, in the, uh, you know, in the, in the West. Well, listen, either way, everybody enjoy your turkey. Um, and just have a great sports week. We'll uh, give you all the predictions and stuff on Friday. Hey, Ray, did the Boston Celtics go 16-2 and two tonight? I think they do, 16 in a row, without wow. Gordon Hayward. He gets lost in the first half of the first game. Kyrie so, for president. Kyrie, Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge, uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Brown. I mean, give them credit. Give them credit. They're doing it. Sixteen games right. is, a, is a is a big sample size, right? The season's only eighty two games, so this is twenty percent of the season. Quarter in. Yeah, this yeah. week will after this week will be a quarter in, and that's they're 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 not a they're not a fluke. They are a young, emerging, athletic, long defensive team without Gordon Hayward. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the Turkey Day. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your family. You know, lots of, lots of good food and well wishes from Ray and Tay. Lots of stuff to be thankful for. Amen. Out. Out.